Good morning. It is an honor, it's a privilege to be standing here this morning. When Sister Annette asked me to speak, I was a bit hesitant, but I was reminded that it's only by God's grace and his mercies I have a voice to be able to stand here today. As many of you know, back in May of this year, <clears throat> Patrick and I was about to go on a routine trip to Miami. And after not feeling well for about a year, attended plenty of doctors here, trying to find out what was going on with me, Patrick said, Natasha, you need to see an ENT in the States. After examination, the ENT discovered that I had a very large mass at the back of my throat. He then referred me to another doctor to do a biopsy. We came home a week later, we returned to Florida. When we went to the doctor to do the biopsy, she stood there looking at me in awe. She put plenty of questions to me. How was your breathing? Are you able to speak? And I was quite nonchalant because I just knew that something was wrong. I just didn't know what it was. And eventually she spoke, she said, and she showed us the mask and everything. She said, where this mask is located is very in a very complicated place. This mask is actually covering your voice box and is also affecting your airways. So she was wondering how it is that you're breathing. So a long discussion ensued as to how they were going to do this biopsy. We were supposed, that was that Thursday, we were supposed to come back home that Friday. They scheduled the biopsy for that Monday morning at 6 a.m. So of course, we couldn't come home. We stayed there, and uh, that Monday morning, when I got in there, before they put me to sleep, she said, I need to amend your order. We need to do a, I'll call it trach, because a long name, a trach. She said, we have to protect your voice and we have to protect your airways. So before they could even do the biopsy, they decided to put this trach in my throat to help me to be able to breathe better and to be able to speak better. Because I was speaking, I was talking, and I didn't realize that I had a problem. Because I know Patrick and I, we had any number of miscommunications because I said, I told you this. He said, well, I didn't hear you. So I was speaking, but he just couldn't hear. And I was saying to him, well, you need to get your hearing tested, right? So we used all this back and forth, but didn't realize that I had a problem with my voice. So after the biopsy, after the trach, I woke up. This was supposed to be an in and out, really. I woke up in ICU. <clears throat> I stayed in ICU for about two days and remain in hospital for about a week and a half. At the end of that week and a half, they were able to tell me, 
you have cancer at the base of the tongue, and they were able to tell me what, your what my treatment plan would have been. I did not react it because I had a feeling what it was based on my family history. Going through with my mom, my mom didn't live very long after she was diagnosed with my sister, lived about four years with it, with ovarian cancer, and then my brother just a couple of years ago with prostate cancer. So I've seen this before, so I didn't react it. You need to start treatment. You need to start treatment within two weeks. We cannot do surgery because if we were to do surgery, one wrong move and you will be mute. It will stop the blood flow to your tongue and you will not be able to speak. No problem. I came home, stayed for two weeks, and then I returned to the States. Went through 33 rounds of radiation and six rounds of chemo. After that, the mass reduced to a size where they believed that I would be able to breathe on my own and be able to speak on my own. So the trait was removed. That was back in July. Just a week ago, I returned for a follow-up visit and my PET scan, clean, no sign of the cancer spreading, and the CT neck scan, clean, the mass is gone. So when I say that God is good, that's an understatement. It's not until you're going through that you get a deep appreciation for who God is, his goodness, and his faithfulness. And I will tell you, all oh, the last from me to now, I've seen God like I've never seen him before. Okay? I've seen God moved in my life. Not one day that I have to worry. I was at peace. I was at peace. He gave me a peace that I didn't thought it was possible. I slept so much. Patrick kept asking me, are you that tired? I said, no, I'm at peace. So today, I would like to thank, first of all, Pastor Rob, the pastoral team, and the members of Calvary Bible Church for your love, your support, your prayers. Like I told you, I felt the prayers. No day did I feel alone. No day did I feel isolated. There was always someone sending me an encouraging word, a song, a scripture, something. One morning, a gentleman showed up to my room door with an arrangement of flowers. I peeped out and guessed me one who said that morning. I said, oh, wrong room. You said, Natasha Adderley? I said, yes. Wow, that was someone from Calvary sending me an arrangement of flowers. So I said, these persons in Calvary, they're really resourceful. And I thank God for each and every one of you. 
Now with the Christian Counseling Center being a part of the board, I would like to thank Pastor Arnett, Sister Arnett, and the board members for their prayers and support. Before leaving, Pastor Arnett reminded me of his journey. You see, he too went through 33 rounds of radiation. And he said for him, he said, oh, it was no big deal. I had no um, side effects. After my um, um, radiation each day, I went downtown and I walked. And I prayed for the same favor that he received. I prayed for that same favor. And for the most part, I received it. I know many persons, when they call me, I always, always say, I am fine. I am well. And I continue to say that because I prayed. I said, Lord, no serious side effects. Yeah, I have, you know, you're going through a lot. You have little issues. But I say, Lord, give me the strategy. Give me your grace to endure. So many persons who call me, I would always say, I am well. Right? And I want to also thank them because they always called me on Sunday mornings before church. Just for a little word. Give me a little preach word. Give me a little um, encouragement. Sister Anna, she'd always check on my mental um, um, state. Are you lonely? Are you isolated? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. So I want to just thank the Christian Counseling Center and thank the board for being there. And then <clears throat> I just want to leave with you. There were a number of scriptures that helped me through this period. And this is one of one scripture that I've always used throughout life. But you know, when you're going through, sometimes you tend to worry, you, you, you tend to become anxious. And that was one thing um, I refused to do. A close friend of mine said to me, even before I was diagnosed, she said, because like I said, I had a feeling what was going on. She said, um, no matter what the doctors say to you, no matter how bad it sounds, do not allow fear to creep in. And that was something that I always carried with me. And every time I became anxious or even worry, even attempt to creep in, one of my favorite um, verses is Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but through prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your minds through Christ Jesus. That was one of my scriptures. So it is my prayer that perhaps my story today would have helped somewhat. And that is the purpose of this. Right? When I started to give Sister Arnett excuses, I was reminded that what I went through isn't about me, but it's to tell others to help others. So I hope that is what my story has done today. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sister. Kevin.